Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always. What's up, guys? It's Lukey. What are we talking about today? We're going to do a little rapid fire in the NFL, sort of a continuation, I guess, of our overreaction Monday we did a few weeks ago. I'm seeing a lot of takes right now in the social media that I want to get Luke's take on. We'll, We'll preview week 11 in the NFL, and then we'll do a few good minutes on college football. We haven't talked about college football for a few weeks, so... And that should be enough. We'll keep it pretty short this week. Before we get into the show, a word from our sponsor. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. All right. 24, 24 and 1. So far this season, we went three and two last week. What do you got this week? Uh, give me the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half coming off a shot, coming off a shutout. The home home dogs coming off a shutout versus Arizona Cardinals. I feel like that's going to be a, a crazy game. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is Kyler going to be back this week? I got to believe DeAndre Hopkins is back. Oh, no, don't care. All right. Seattle plus two and a half for the crockpot. I got four, as usual, under 56 and a half Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake Forest is having a a pretty good season. Clemson is not. Clemson's defense is better than their offense. 56 and a half seems like a high number. Let's go under on that. And then let's go Michigan State plus 19 at Ohio State. I don't think there are no... Visions of grandeur here that Michigan State is going to upset the Ohio State Buckeyes, but I think they keep that game close. And as we move to the NFL, under 49. Last week we had overs. This week we're going unders. Under 49, Colts at Bills. Both those teams have really decent defenses, pretty good defenses, top 10 defenses, I believe. So I don't anticipate that game getting too out of control. And then, last but not least, I'm going Jacksonville, plus six. Love a home dog. Jacksonville, plus six at home against San Francisco. San Francisco has not been playing well. They got blown out by the Cardinals with Colt McCoy at the helm. And then last week, they they didn't play great either. So, I like Jacksonville, plus six. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 from basketball football nhl boxing and the ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online it's where the game starts all right you ready to move into a little rapid fire post week 10 overreactions 
Let's go. All right. So we're calling this game. Yeah. Or meh. Okay. So do you agree or do you not agree? And the reaction and the response is yeah or meh. Okay. And this okay. is on the heels of Luke trolling me on Twitter. I didn't me, troll anybody. By me calling Patrick Mahomes meh homes. And I then didn't he, troll anybody. And then he I wake up Monday morning with a tweet that has meh in capital letters. So I woke up, let me tell you something, America, all the fans out there. I was getting fucking attacked on all social media platforms by a Patriots fan, an Eagles fan, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, my and I'm talking about you. And you know what? I'm it's the sick fuck that I am. It actually made my coffee taste really delicious on Monday morning. I take that shit as a compliment. So, all right, you ready? Yeah or meh? You ready? Let's go. After their 45 to 7 loss to New England, the Cleveland Browns are done. Yeah, I'm a um I'm I'm going to say done in the sense that they're not I mean, yeah, this team isn't going to win a Super Bowl. Um I don't think they're going to threaten any kind of deep playoff run. So, I'm going to go yeah. Uh, I still think they can make the playoffs as maybe a six, seven seed, but just because the AFC is so bunched up um, so many teams right there in that five, six range. I mean, the Browns are still two games, only two games out of, you know, the number one seed, you know, they're, they're a game half game or a full game back in the, in the, in the division. So I'm going to say, yeah, they're done in the sense that they can't, they can't make any kind of sustained deep run, but um, you know, not all is lost for the season. I'm going to say, man, they're not done only because of the reason that you just stated. And the good news is, and we'll talk about it a little bit more upcoming, there's a lot of five-win teams, which the Browns are in that bunch that are playing each other this weekend from the AFC. So, you know, maybe we'll revisit this question again next week after seeing what happens. You know, certainly losing to the Patriots doesn't help, but Pittsburgh tying the Lions and then, you know, they're playing the Chargers this week. Everything is in front of these, the five, six, and seven seed in the AFC. Everything's still in front of of those teams that are going to make those spots. So I'm going to go with Matt, but not going to lie. That loss to New England was pretty embarrassing, and it was pretty – uh I'm not going to go as far to say it was devastating because there's far more devastating things in this world than your football team getting embarrassed on a Sunday, but it was, it was embarrassing and it wasn't a good look for that team and they didn't look good on either side of the ball. So the Browns are teetering right now, but we're going to stick with meh. Yeah. I, I'm just, if you go back and look at, you know, Super Bowl champs in the past, um, I mean, none of them got blown out twice like this. In, in a season so and this is this is we have two now we got two on the on the on the docket so all right after losing two in a row tampa bay should not be considered a super bowl contender that's meh i mean i still think they're they're the cream of the crop in the league you know just what i just talked about i, I mean every team in this in this league has at least two losses and um you know there's only three teams that have only two losses everybody else has three or more so they're one of the teams. I think they have. I think they're one of the teams that has three. But um, I mean, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine in the, in the grand scheme of things. 
I think that when they added the seventh playoff team, that kind of downgraded a little bit for those top teams to like really push for the buy a little bit in a sense that they rather keep their players, you know, the prior, the priority is going to be health over like trying to go for wins and stuff. I'm not saying that they're doing that already, obviously, because they're not, but um, schedule's pretty weak up in front of them here. And um, yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be fine. I'm going to say meh, but it is a melancholy meh. And I'm going to say only for this reason. Brady followed up an uncharacteristic overtime interception and a fumble, two turnovers, to basically coming out of the gate after the bye against Washington and throwing two picks, I I think, on their first two drives. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, Tom Brady's done or anything like that, but that team's banged up, right? Gronk has been hurt. Antonio Brown's been hurt. Godwin's kind of banged up. I know Mike Evans has been banged up throughout the season. They're not really running the ball great, and their defense isn't great. They can still win the Super Bowl, but I think over the next three or four weeks, you really need to see that team get healthy. You need to see the defense start to kind of turn it around a little bit, and you need to see Brady cut down on turnovers. I think there's a little bit of the Patrick Mahomes effect happening with Tom Brady right now where – He's trying to do too. You're laughing. Let me let me explain myself. He's trying to do too much to overcome the shortcomings of the defense and the injuries on the offense, and it's forcing him to do things that he would not normally do. So I think some of the stuff you saw with Mahomes earlier in the season, you're seeing with Tom Brady right now. So I'm going to say, man, they're still a two, Super Bowl contender, but they're teetering as well. I think that's a little a little harsh. 21st uh, strength of schedule remaining after playing the 12th and just too many teams right now that are, that have, have too many losses. So I think that they'll be fine. I mean, I think this is shaping up for an exciting playoff. We don't have like, you know, those teams that are just running away with it, which I think makes it more exciting down down the stretch here. All right. Carolina will make the playoffs with Cam Newton. I mean, I want to say, yeah. But but that's math. I mean, they got the second toughest strength of schedule coming up to finish the season, including two of the last three against those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I think will have it you know, figured out by then. And um, it's too little too late, I think. Um, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say Matt. I'm going to say they're not going to make it. I think right now the seventh seed in the NFC is Atlanta. So or at least they were, I believe, before last week's games. I'm going to say, yeah. I think they're going to make the playoffs with Cam. You saw the way that team, for whatever reason, really (laughs) came around last week. And, and, oh, by the way, they got a top three or four weapon, offensive weapon in the NFL back too, right? So Christian McCaffrey's back. Cam threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson, who's been non-existent with Sam Darnold at at quarterback, uh, down in the red zone. He did what Cam does. I, I just, man, I feel it with the was team. It a three or a two point? I can't. I can't remember. Which one? To the one to Robbie. No, I it was he, a touchdown. Because didn't he have two two rushing touchdowns? No, he had the one rushing touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they put him in again down on the goal line, and he threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not a fan of the of the two quarterback system. I think you're going to see Cam start the game this week, and he'll he'll start from here on out. Now. Does he still have shoulder issues? Yeah, we'll see. But 
I'm going to say yeah, only because the bottom half, while, while, while really the entire AFC is wide open, the bottom half of the NFC is wide open, and I think Carolina can slide it. Their defense is good enough, and Christian McCaffrey is good enough, so we're going to say yeah. The, the, current, uh, the current number seven seed in the NFC is your Carolina Panthers. <laughs> there you go. So they're in right now. And I and think bef- before they're, they're the game's game last, of- yeah. Atlanta game right? ahead of everybody behind them. Yeah. Um, so Atlanta, Philly, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe San Francisco could catch them. Minnesota God, looks if, okay if right now. Philly sneaks into the playoffs and makes me a fucking idiot. I, I'm getting nervous as a total sidebar. Like they're just good enough in these defenses. Can't figure out that Jalen hurts is keeping the ball. They can't fucking figure it out. And it's to the point now where it's an Ohio State effect. I'm watching fucking every snap of the Eagles every Sunday, just like I watch every snap of Ohio State every Saturday because I want these teams to fucking lose. And I think maybe I'm the fucking problem. But I've watched Philadelphia enough to know that 90% of the time when they do that little read option, Jalen Hurts is keeping the ball, but defenses can't seem to figure it out. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar there. Are you watching any Philadelphia football? No. You're 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 doing yourself a favor. All right. Second to last one. Now that the Chiefs are back in first place in the AFC West, they are the Super Bowl favorite from the AFC. I'm gonna say meh. I, I still think it's Buffalo. <laughs> is that funny? I, I still think it's Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I think Baltimore is probably still ahead of them, even even after last week's kind of Kind of stumble. Um, you know, I, I just got to see it some more. We got to see it some more. Folks, Last week this, was good. this is the fucking reverse kibosh right here that he's doing. He doesn't believe anything that's coming out of his mouth. No, I'm dead serious. I still like last week I have I picked I picked in the Super Bowl, the, the Baltimore Ravens. And I still I don't know. I just think Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo's not to lose, you know, because they're not even in first place now. But I'm, I'm going with I'm still I'm, I'm going with them. I say yes. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are the favorite. This is the reverse jinx right here that you hear. Not a word (laughs) that he's going to say is going to be, is he going to believe? I just, you know, Mahomes is back, man. 400 yards. What, Sunday night football, five touchdowns, no turnovers. If he can do that consistently, it doesn't matter how bad their fucking defense is. And you've been saying it for weeks. They're getting Clyde Edwards a layer back. Now, look, I know he's not a huge part of their offense, but I think they've been just trying to st- not do Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams. You know, he's a, he's a serviceable backup, but with Clyde Edwards, a layer for some reason, I just think that, you know, Kelsey's going to start to come alive. Tyreek Hill is going to continue to do what he does. It, it just doesn't matter how bad their defense is if Pat Mahomes throws for 400 plus yards and five touchdowns. Now, look, he's not going to do that every week, but even if he throws for 303 touchdowns every week, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, they're fine. They're going to win. That sounds familiar. That does sound familiar. Maybe I listened to you. Yeah, they, they're, they're coming off uh, to this point, the fourth toughest uh, strength of schedule with the 20th uh, toughest remaining. Um, I don't know how accurate that. I mean, they still got they got the Cowboys this week. They still got to play the uh, two more division games. 
and then they finish with two AFC North teams and the Steelers and the Bengals. So it's a big game for them this week. It is. But even if they lose, I, I just they just have to make the playoffs. And their division isn't really that good. I, you know, the Chargers have kind of come back down to earth a little bit. The Raiders have just had a fucking nut, crazy tumultuous tumultuous season. That's I don't I think the Raiders are kind of done. The Henry Ruggs thing, the John Gruden thing, they're dealing with injuries. I mean, the best offensive player on their team right now is Hunter Renfro, for Christ's sake. So they're gonna the Chiefs are gonna win the AFC West, even if they lose, even if they lose the Cowboys. Sure. I I don't think that that's a stretch to to think, but um, just for statistical reference, um, they have the third best odds to win the AFC, according to PFF right now. Yeah. Behind Baltimore and Buffalo, Tennessee and Buffalo. Oh, don't forget about my Titans. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore losing to Miami. That that doesn't do them any any favors. Um, Felt good for me for a few days. Yeah, it gave us hope. All right. Until Sunday at about 145. Yeah. Last but not least, Mac Jones has the AFC Rookie of the Year locked up. I mean, if you were on Twitter at all this week, he does. You know, it, it was Jamar Chase there for a little while. It was hot. And, um, you know, I even talked about it last week that I thought Mac Jones, uh, I picked him before the season as a darker, as a dark horse to win the uh, Rookie of the Year. Oh, no, actually, I did pick him as the Rookie of the Year for, uh, preseason. But, um, yeah, I... I I don't know. Um, we talked about how this is a quarterback award. He's definitely playing the best of any of the quarterbacks um, short of Jamar Chase doing anything nuts down the stretch here. I, I think uh, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I think he's got it. I think he's got it. I'm going to say, man, and I'm going to talk about it from two different angles. Mac Jones isn't really playing that great. I think the fact that every other quarterback from this quarterback class has been disappointing outside of Justin Fields' second half two weeks ago. I I just I, I think that Mac Jones is the luster is being elevated by some underperformance by the Zach Wilsons of the world. Trey Lance can't even get on the field. He's been banged up. You know, Trevor Lawrence obviously is in a bad situation. So I think there's a little bit of that factor happening. And I still believe that Jamar Chase is going to – I don't think he's just going to hit a wall and fall off a cliff, right? I think he's still going to continue to produce, and I think he's done enough. I think he's going to do enough to win it. That's just – that's my opinion. Could be. I mean, he played really well in, in Week 10. Um, you know, there wasn't much resistance there, but he did play really well. And I'm looking now. I think he has the 11th highest pass grade on PFF. And that's for all quarterbacks. How many he, touchdowns does he have? Oh, I'm sorry. He has the seventh highest pass grade in the NFL. How many touchdowns um, does he have? 13. How many interceptions? Seven. That Just at face value, those aren't great numbers. Sure. And just arbitrarily, just for the fun of it, I just want to see what he does. If I take off the first four weeks, just because, you know, rookie. Oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, number one <laughs> pass grade in the NFL. Nine touchdown passes, three picks. Um, his big time throw percentage is up over that that period, uh, two two and a half percent. Turnover worthy plays is way way down over that. Uh, that's so that's since week five. If the fucking league 
let Belichick get another one. All right. Bonus. Here's a bonus year, man. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the nah. NFL right now. Nah, nah, nah. What's Cooper Cup? Not, not even the best wide receiver on his team. What's Cooper Cup's PFF grade? It's <sighs> terrible. He's the fantasy MVP right now. It's the third. He's got the third best wide receiver grade. He's on pace to tie the catches and the yards records, and he's on pace to score 17 touchdowns, which, you know, obviously isn't going to touch Randy Moss. So giving you a chance here. You that's, ready? Not even gonna touch, that's not even going to touch Braylon Edwards. So are we, are, I mean. Braylon he's, he's has 17. Have, he had 19. And he's going to take an extra game to do it. Yawn. So you're not Yawn. prepared to. You're not prepared to get off the pooper cups train. No. Okay. I gave you a chance. I've actually Look, given you two chances over the once, course of the once first. Beckham, once Beckham gets up to speed out there, it's over for poops. <laughs> Odell's dad's making a tape right now. All right. Let's move to week 11. Which games are you looking? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! For? I want to ask him one more question. How, how many? How many guys do you think, if you just put in that role, can do can do what he's doing? He's got eleven hundred yards and ten touchdowns right now through ten games, on one hundred and fourteen targets, which is the league lead, by the way. I don't understand the question. Like, how many wide receivers in the league do you think, if you just put in that offense in that role and got those targets, can do what he's doing? I mean, eight, nine, ten. I don't know, Luke. I, I think you're just really discounting the guy's talent. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, um, Stefan Diggs. So Tyreek Hill has Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm I it's Mr. Cup from here on out from me. I said it three weeks ago on Twitter from here on out. Respectfully, it's Mr. Cup. DJ Moore is do, was doing is doing those kind of numbers in that role. DJ Moore, you ready to move to Week Eleven? Yeah, let's go. Which games are you looking forward to the most? There's actually a couple good ones. There's uh, a lot of good ones this week. I, I'm keyed in on two that I that I'm really that I'm really looking forward to, and it's uh, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. As I gave a pick early, I want to see Russ, Russ bounce back a little bit, um, he especially needs to. if. If Kyler's coming back too, I want to see what uh, what they look like. And um, but the game of the week for me is the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes coming off the game that we talked about, four hundred yards, five touchdowns. Can he do it again? The Cowboys had what uh, they had a little slip up, and then uh, came back and just handled business against the yeah, Falcons. How the fuck does Denver blow them out and then turn around and look like dude? It's the NFL this year. It's the fuck. NFL this year. It's it's nuts. Um, but yeah, so. I want to see which which one of those teams shows up in a big big game a big time game here at uh, four twenty five at Arrowhead. So that's that's the one I'm looking forward to most. So I got I got three games. I have my eye on these five win AFC teams. Like I said, you know, in the last segment, there a lot can still change. You got the Colts playing the Bills at the Bills, so the Colts potentially could lose a game, right, and go under five hundred. You've got the Bengals and the Raiders who are both 
five win teams playing with each other, playing, playing with each other, playing against each other. So somebody's going to come out of that one under 500. And then you got the Steelers and the Chargers. Now, this whole Steelers tie thing, it's going to be interesting to see, like, are they going to end up making the playoffs by a half game? You know what I mean? Because they didn't lose to Detroit. So, you know, Steelers at Chargers, Bengals at Raiders, Colts at Bills. There's five five-win teams that are right now ahead of the Browns with the Browns seemingly, seemingly having a layup this week that they can get themselves right back into position. This is big for us. Or, excuse me. This is big for the fans of the Cleveland Browns this week that you're going to have three teams that are ahead of you lose. So those are the games that I'm going to be watching. Yeah, and you'll need you'll need those two if you're the Browns because you don't have the you don't have the tiebreak over any of them. You know Pittsburgh right now they have the tiebreak over you. Cincinnati, we have the tiebreak over, but um, and I guess that's it. Uh, the Chargers, the Chargers as well. So I've been saying it for what twelve weeks, and every week it just gets more clear, more clear, more clear. That three game stretch, and it's coming. It's coming. It's it's two weeks away. The three game stretch. You know, where you got Baltimore by Baltimore and Baltimore has to go to Pittsburgh in between that. I really believe that that's going to determine a lot, not only in the AFC North, but in the AFC in general. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Week 11, pick them. You ready? Let's go. All right. So we both went two and three last week. So I am sitting at 17 and 18. And the crock pot here is sitting at 18 and 17. So there was a, a week or two there where I was able to go from three three games back to getting close. But the last couple of weeks, we've kind of uh, finished with the same record. So I think this is the week, man. I think this is the week. The next time we come on the podcast, I think I'm going to be ahead. You ready? New Orleans at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is favored by one. Who do you got? Ah, uh, New Orleans at Philly. I'm going to go with. Do it. <laughs> I'm going with New Orleans. Fuck. I got New Orleans. Damn it. Packers at Vikings. Vikings underdogs plus two and a half. Green Bay on the road after a nice shutout win. I'm going pack. Packers. Bengals at Raiders. Raiders are home dogs plus one. I'll take the Bengals. I got the Raiders. Even after Raiders, everything Raiders I just are done. <laughs> after everything I just said. Because I don't Maybe think the, the I don't think the Bengals are very good. So that's what that comes down to. The Raiders are at home. I, you know, Derek Carr is Bengals coming off a bye. Fucking. Cardinals at Seahawks, Seahawks plus two and a half. I figured I would have you on this one. Yeah, I got the Seahawks. I got the fucking Seahawks too. Cowboys at Chiefs, Chiefs favored by one and a half at home. Yeah, I know you got, you know, you got this one separated. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. I got the Cowboys. So oh, wow, the only two different were taken. You're going to lose both of them. That's a, that's a big misstep by you. Blue Bloods. I'm going with Blue Bloods, Raiders that's and a- Cowboys, man. It's a big misstep by you. We'll see. All right. Anything else on the NFL for you this week? Uh, no. Show me show me something, Cleveland. 
Show me anything. Show me something. I think they should sit Baker this week. I'm in total agreement. I don't, I don't know why. Why? why? With his level of play and nothing with that. With the dude is telling you he's banged up. And this, I mean, come on. Enough is enough. Like, dude, he's got something with got his to, foot. He's got something with his knee. He's got. He, fucking, didn't, he didn't. He didn't even practice today. Like, it's sit him out. You're playing. A, you're, you're probably playing the backup. You're probably playing Tim Boyle. Yeah, Jared Goff's not even fucking playing. Let Keenum go out there and hand the ball off a bunch. Chubb's back. Let's, let's get to the most important two games uh, stretch of our of our season. I think they should quarterback. sit. I, and I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's maybe a thing where they sat down on Monday when we, they were watching the film and they said, you know what, maybe putting Bake out there against Detroit and having him get some confidence back or something. I, I don't fucking know, but... It don't even make any sense to me. I, I, I it just doesn't. That's, that's fine unless unless he goes out there and he sucks again. We're ten point his, favorites. I think it's more now. It did it move? I think so. Yeah, let me see. Just put Case King now. To it's Baker's, a, it's up to eleven and a half. So it's eleven and a half. So it's moved a point and a half since it opened. To to Baker's defense, Case Keenum got out there and he didn't look any any better. He looked oh, he like atrocious. He, he looked like he had a fucking torn labrum and a bang that foot. Fuck it, that deep ball he threw. He threw. I can't believe it was. It was in the air for forty five seconds. I can't believe he picked off. When Baker went out and they brought Keenum in and he got sacked the next two plays, right immediately after he came in, I switched to the Reds. Oh shit! You're right talking about this. okay. You're talking about this game this past week. I was talking about the Broncos game a few weeks ago. No, I'm talking about when he came in after Baker Baker went out with. When he couldn't pick himself up off the ground, I asked him to turn it off at the bar, so I didn't even. Yeah, I went. I went. I immediately turned it to the red zone channel. So, all right, let's move to college football. We're going to do a few good minutes on college football. We haven't talked about college football really in a couple weeks. I think this is a good opportunity to kind of. Matter of fact, I don't think we've really talked about college football since the unveiling of the initial college football playing rank play college football playoff rankings so what happened last week nice road win for michigan meh right they beat a penn state team that you know isn't as good as we thought they were on the road good game good win for michigan but you know i'm not gonna i i told you this the last time we talked about college football i'm not the, the these this michigan team isn't suckered me into to anything this year i have no delusions i know exactly what is going to happen so We'll just move on from there. I think another interesting thing that happened last week was the QB carousel at Oklahoma, right? They lose to Baylor. They bench the kid that replaced Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler goes in, looks doesn't looks like shit, and they lose to Baylor. So, you know, Oklahoma, who was sort of on the fringe there and right in it, I think they're done. They're out. So that takes one of the potential contenders that were not in the top four out of the mix and then i think the last thing that's really important ohio state against purdue their defense was not great right they gave up 31 points yeah i think so they scored 59 garrett wilson is fucking electric Uh, he's he's a great player he's probably that that game alone probably gets him somewhere near near the top ten if he wasn't in there already. Uh, he's he's a really good football player, but you know Ohio State as we talked about in the past, 
They're coming on at the right time. They're doing all the things they need to do. It's still weird to me that a Michigan lost to Michigan State, yet they're ranked ahead of Michigan State in the playoff rankings, but Ohio State lost to Oregon, and Oregon's still ranked ahead of the, the – you know what I mean? There's just a little bit of inconsistency there. So when we talk about the top four right now, right, we have Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, right? Who's still alive outside of the top four? Let's talk realistically. Who do you who do you believe is still alive? I mean, I honestly I think it's I think it's the next four, which is Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, and Notre Dame. Do you think there's any way that Cincinnati gets in? Yeah. What is the path to Cincinnati getting in there? Okay, so Oregon has two games left against Utah this week, which I believe they're underdogs. They are underdogs in that game. Okay, so yeah, they're underdogs in that game. So let's just say that happens. And then, you know, Georgia would have to kill Alabama. Georgia would have to blow them out by 10. But I think at that point, at 10 plus, at that point, I don't know how you keep them out if you've had them sitting there at five this whole time. I think Oregon... And Ohio like the Big State, Ten, the, the Big Ten stuff is going to play itself out because those right. three teams, I know Michigan and Michigan State have already played each other. Ohio State gets Michigan State this week, Michigan next week. So that that those three teams are all going to play. So play. Wait a minute. So the next four, Cincinnati at five, Michigan at six, Michigan State at seven. And then who's at eight? Notre Dame. That's an interesting one there. But Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Right. So technically, I guess in that scenario, unless like the, the Big Ten teams all beat each other and Oregon loses, then then Notre Dame maybe has an outside shot if they if they I don't know who they have left on their schedule, but that's that's probably it. Fucking Navy. And oh, well, they probably got USC on the schedule unless they are. Did they already play I think them? They already played them. Yeah, um, uh, they've got Georgia Tech and Stanford. <laughs> Cincinnati Stanford, Stanford doesn't Oregon. Yeah. I, Look, well, look, and two, Cincinnati is also going to get a chance if they win tomorrow, Friday night, they, they play SMU Friday night, who's whatever, eight and two, I believe. But then they'll play Houston, who is ranked by the committee number 24 right now in the, the conference championship. Okay. Game. So do they still have South or do they still have uh, the Golden Knights, um, Central Florida? No, I believe they played them. Let's see here. Did they beat them already? SMU, Yes. They beat them 56-21 about a month and a half ago. They play SMU on Friday, as I mentioned, and then again on, uh, what is that, Thanksgiving Day? They play ECU? Yeah, wow. Yeah, so they play ECU on Friday after Thanksgiving. And that's it. So, So we've talked about some scenarios there. Let's put it all out on the table because... By the next time we come on here, everything's going to have played itself out, right? Except for the conference championship games. So, which obviously could have some impact. I'm not sure how much at this point. If you had to guess right now, what are the four teams that make it? The four that are in right now? No, because I think Georgia's going to smoke Alabama. I don't think you can keep them in at that point. I don't I think, think C- they drop Alabama to put Cincinnati in. That sounds dumb when you say it like that. But that's <laughs> but that's, it, that's it, what would happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe not. I, I mean, I guess I guess it just hinges on Oregon for 
any chance for Cincinnati. If everything happens the way that we think it's going to happen. Right Which now, Ohio State wins out. Right. Ohio State uh, wins out. Alabama, Georgia went out. And then, and then it's whatever happens there, we think that Alabama's in no matter what. I think the only way, the only way that Cincinnati gets in is if two of those teams lose. So if Oregon Alabama loses, and Oregon. Right. Which could happen. But if it, here's the thing if Ohio State loses to Michigan, <laughs> they're not putting they're not moving Cincinnati up and Michigan will leapfrog yeah, of course Cincinnati of course right? that's why I said the the, the, the bit, that last spot is going to one of those three big 10 teams yeah probably I, look i don't if oregon loses and alabama loses maybe that's probably the clearest path for cincinnati to get in you know, but what happens, let's just say, let's just say, right, next week at this time, what if Michigan State beats Ohio State? Does Cincinnati move up in there, or does Michigan State jump Michigan and Cincinnati? I think at that point they jump Michigan State back up there because they've so they've shown that they'll be reactive to to week by week when they when they you know they had Michigan State ahead of Michigan. Michigan State loses the following week. And they put Michigan right back ahead of them. So I don't think that they have a problem saying, okay, well, they won the head to head. Let's put them right back up there. So I think that's a path, especially as a 19 point dog in the shoe. Like, I, I think that that would, that would be a big thing for them. I think they would throw them right back into there. I think that's a little disrespectful for that Michigan state team. What, now point spread. Yeah. 19 just feels like a lot for teams that are that closely ranked together. And that's part of the reason why I picked Michigan state to get inside that 19 so it seems it seems like a lot um but ohio state just beat a team that beat them by like 28 i think what, what was it 56 59 30. 20 59 31 yeah and, and you mentioned the defense i'd push back a little bit on that they were up 35 7 and then they kind of just traded no, touchdowns and it. field goals from there on out but no you're you're right but um it's, it's no excuse i mean you can't give up 31 points but i don't know i i, I might agree i don't know I think I, just, I think it's a lot of points. I just don't know, man. Like, I, look, we've been talking about Cincinnati even before the season started. The path for them to get there, the committee has kind of shown that, man, like it's going to take some kind of crazy, crazy Which, it? A, a two loss. Like they've they've essentially eliminated the Big Twelve. A two loss Pac twelve team. They've never let a two loss conference champion in. They're yeah, they're that, not going to do it now with the Pac twelve with the respect they've shown the Pac twelve in the past. Happen. And at that point, I mean the teams behind you are eliminated except for Notre Dame. And guess what? Cincinnati already beat them. That I th- so I think that this is what you're talking about. This is going to take a crazy year where you know not only did the Pac twelve eliminate themselves, but also the Big Twelve has already eliminated themselves, yeah. which has not happened yet. So that's that's kind of crazy in and of itself. Do you think Cincinnati gets in? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say they are. I'm going to say they're in. I hope they do. If you Oklahoma know- had snuck had snuck through last week and ended up winning the Big 12 undefeated, then then no. But by process of elimination, I think they're out now. So I really hope Cincinnati gets in, but I'm going to say that I think what is probably going to end up happening is Georgia – Ohio State at two, Oregon at three. And when Georgia beats Alabama, 
they'll drop two, two they'll, rematches. They'll drop Alabama to four. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I would be. I look. I'm for that. That's that sounds cool. Um, Ohio State's that, that there's juicy storylines there. Give Ohio State a chance to avenge their only loss. Then you, you get the Georgia Alabama immediate rematch. Yeah, that that works. I mean, I'm praying. I'm hoping Cincinnati gets in. I want that for them. You know, we've seen these four teams in the playoff before. We've seen all four of them. Oregon and well, I guess with Mariota, Oregon and Georgia. Yeah, I guess they 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 they've played in title games. Uh, Ohio State beat Oregon. Yeah, in one of them. Um, Alabama beat Georgia in one of them. And yeah, I don't know. Switch it up a little bit. Let's let let the Power Five go. I mean, this was uh, your boy Barstool Big Cat was on uh, with mm-hmm. Ryan Rosillo a few weeks ago, and he kind of opened my he kind of changed my 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 point of view because he said, you know, look, there's been like. 17 blowouts in these semifinal games. Like they're, they're not close anyway. So why does it matter? Why does it matter if, if it's Cincinnati getting blown out instead of Oklahoma, like who cares? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm going to tell you something else over the last couple of days, a couple different sports media outlets have tweeted out uh, mock brackets of an eight team and a 12 team playoff. So the 12 team playoff, the top four seeds get buys and the 18 playoff, you know, obviously everybody plays and they both just look really, really good to me. You know, I I, I don't see how a, a playoff, a, a tournament situation is bad for the sport, even if, you know, think about in the NFL playoffs. I mean, sometimes teams in the wildcard round get blown out and sometimes they upset teams. You've seen wildcards go on to win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I, I don't know. I totally agree with your point on the NFL. The problem is that those teams are a little bit more evenly matched. Sure. And that's not to say that like you get these games. I think they said the first rounds would be on campus too, which would be sick. But um, we just talked and I said that I thought there were eight teams that were still alive. There's still two weeks to play plus conference championship weeks. And you kind of, you kind of scratched your, you kind of balked at that a little bit. And so that, I think that tells me all I need to know. Plus we've, we've already said that two of these teams two of these three big 10 teams are going to get eliminated between now and the time the season is over. So I don't, I don't know that it's necessary for, for eight, like I, for revenue purposes. Yeah, of course do it. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but like, look right now, number 10 is wake forest. I know that we, you, they've had a good year. They're nine and one. They haven't beaten anybody, you know, Baylor eight and two. They and might Ole Miss beat somebody be this week. They, what? Only in name Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only in name. And like I said, the six and seven seeds and shit, maybe the four seed might be eliminated before the time the season is even over. So. Yeah. And so, so let me say one thing. The reason why I just kind of disregarded the conference championship games is Ohio State isn't losing to Wisconsin or, you know, fucking Northwestern or, or whoever comes out there, you know. And there's that. And we already know that one of the, they've known from the beginning of the season, really, that one of the SEC teams was losing in the SEC championship and none of the other championship games matter. They, they're not going to factor into this thing unless Oregon loses in the Pac-12 championship game in, you know, maybe then I, I don't know. Sure. But then you'd have a team that we talked about, like Oklahoma State. That's a big like that's two big 12 teams, Oklahoma State and Baylor. That we've already yeah. talked about their conference being eliminated, and then another in Wake uh, that the ACC we haven't even talked about the the ACC. Well, Wake lost to Carolina, which knocked them out. Yeah, 
they're sitting at 10 right now. So they'd be in in a, in a 12. In Oklahoma State, who'd they lose to? Iowa State? No. They lost to, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, you know, that knocked them out. 24-21. Right, but their state still be in. They're the nine seed in, in, in a 12-team playoff. Realistically, there's seven teams that can make it. The four that are in and the next three. For Notre I don't Dame think, to I don't get think in, it's, it's total chaos. Michigan like, think, State can get in with a win. Sure. Michigan can get in with a win. Sure. Ohio so those, State can get in by not losing. You don't think Notre Dame has any shot now? I guess I re- not because we talked about Cincinnati. Yeah, I just, I, dude, it, listen. Unless Cincinnati if loses this between. Fucking, yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. Total chaos. Like, if this fucking committee walks Notre Dame in the last two weeks up from eight to fucking six and then has them jump the Cincinnati team that uh, they lost to at home. Yeah, yeah you you're, might you're, as well. You're probably you, right. You you're might as well right. just fucking blow the whole thing up. Twitter would fucking burn itself down. You're probably right. So, yeah, let's to, to conclude. Cincinnati's getting in. All right. Two more things on this games of the week. We've already talked about it. Number three, Oregon, number 24, Utah, 730 ABC. Utah is favored at home, minus three. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I mean, that could be the first step, the first piece of the puzzle to Cincinnati getting in. And then the true game of the week, number seven, Michigan State, number four, Ohio State, noon, ABC, 19-point favorites at home. Let's see what happens. That Michigan State team you know, ran the ball all over Michigan. Ohio State's defense hasn't been great. Can Michigan State control the clock? Can they keep the ball away from from Stroud and that high-powered offense? I don't know. That game could get interesting. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that's it. What do you think the spread's going to be for Ohio State-Michigan? It's at Michigan. You think Ohio State's going to be favored by double digits on the road? Yeah. So do I. 13? I think it's probably 10 or 11, but it'll certainly be at 13 by kickoff. Okay. Shout outs. I got two shout outs before we end this week. First, I want to shout out the U.S. men's soccer team. Big 2-0 win against Mexico in World Cup qualifying on Friday night. Now, look, they had a tough tie against Jamaica Tuesday night, which they probably should have lost. But in that Friday night game, Luke and I were texting. I was in the cups. I was out of it. Goal by Pulisic, goal by Weston McKinney. This team right now is in second place. I think there's six games to go before the World Cup qualifying is over. It looks like they're going to be in uh, Dubai uh, next year, which is awesome for this team to get some World Cup experience before when the real expectations start in 2026 when the World Cup's in North America and predominantly in the United States. So big win for that team. Happy to see it. Looking forward to it. You got any thoughts on that? Uh, that's it's actually it's in Cutter. All right. <laughs> the last shout out and probably the most important shout out is to my Golden State Warriors, my twelve and two Golden State Warriors who have not had Clay Thompson, who dominated Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets at home with the Brooklyn crowd chanting. MVP to Steph Curry and awesome today. Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you caught it, man. He went went nuts. So anybody who hasn't seen the Stephen A. Smith 
video of, of his message to Kevin Durant from Wednesday. I suggest you check that out. It's basically what you've heard from me over the last few weeks. But just a big shout out to my Golden State Warriors and my boy Steph Curry. Just really happy to see what these guys are doing. I mean, if you want to align yourself with Stephen A. Smith, just be my guest. I'm not aligning myself with Stephen A. Smith. I'm just saying he stole my take. You got the same take as Stephen A. Smith. I had it first, though. He didn't hear it from you. How do you know? Because I know. He listens to the show. You didn't know that? (laughs) I didn't. He does. They all listen to the show. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, we're off next week for the holiday. Every year we take this time off. Spend time with your family. Enjoy the holiday. Be thankful. Take time to reflect on the great things that have happened to you this year. It's been a shitty second year of year two of COVID. Be sure to enjoy the time with your family. And like I said, really focus on the things that have gone well for you. We love everybody out there. We love our listeners, both old and new. One thing I talked about on Zero Dark Nerdy when I was on a couple weeks ago was that October was our biggest month yet. So we've been doing this now for two and a half years, almost three years. October was our biggest month ever. So not only do we have listeners who've been listening to us since the beginning, but we have a lot of new listeners from all over. So I'm very thankful for that. Just want to wish both old and new a happy Thanksgiving. Luke, happy Thanksgiving to you and the Crocker family. I love you, bud. I love you too, man. Thanks. I'm, Thank you. I'm and, thankful and ha- for you. I'm thankful for you as well. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, to your clan over there. And um, congrats on the uh, the big news of Zero Dark Nerdy. No, no. Us. October was the water cooler's biggest month yet. Hey, congrats to you on the water cooler, man. That's great. <laughs> congrats to you too, pal. All Appreciate right. It. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, follow, and subscribe. We are also available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can also find us on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only betonline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Fuck Steph Curry. Somebody. Suck, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.